Welcome back to the Chayarach and Nachiyami Learning Program. This is Daniel Eisenberg, and we are in Sefer Shoftim Perik Dalit, a very um, exciting and, and fascinating and intriguing Perik. Um, this is the story about Devorah and Barak defeating the Kanani army led by the evil general Sisra. And tomorrow's Perik is uh, something known as Shiras Devorah. Shiras Devorah is the song of Devorah where she recounts, praises God and recounts the, the victory. Um, happens to be that these two Prakim are the Haftarah for Parsha Speshalach, these for Ashkenazim, Svardim and Chabad Chasidim. We'll typically um, only read tomorrow's parak, but we're going to learn today's parak because this is not the Haftarah, this is Nachiomi. We're allowed to learn uh, Perik Dala today. One of the most fascinating points about this parak, I believe, is Devorah's role. Devorah is a, a Nevi'ah, a prophetess, which is not uncommon. Um, what is uh, definitely much less common, I don't know if it's replicated anywhere, is that she's the Shofetess. She is the seemingly the, the, the leader, or one of the main leaders, if not the leader of, of the Jewish people, or at least in certain a certain region. And uh, that that is certainly an uncommon point. Um, and it's not just uh, you know that one little point there, but but really she, she says something interesting to Barak. When Barak says to Devora, uh, Devora says Barak, you should go out and lead the army. He says, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to go without you. I please, can you come with me? She says, if I come with you, then you're not going to get the credit for the victory. It's going to be Biad Isha. The victory is going to come about through the hand of a woman. And it's a strange comment. Like, who, who cares? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that uh, you know what, what's what's the point of of, of that line? And the um, the first, so Radak says that, yeah, it's, it's just as, as you would think, it's uh, referring to Devorah. She's saying the hand of the woman is going to come about through me. And, you know, that's, uh, that's disgraceful for you. This is, you know, this is not typically a, a, a woman's role, uh, leading, leading an army. That's not what women do. Women have other strengths um, nowadays as well, but, but especially historically, this is not something a woman's role. And if, if I have to do this for you, so it's just going to you know, show that you, you just didn't have what it, what it took. So I had to step out of, out of my standard role and I had to step into yours. As uh, Hillel says in Pirkei Ish, when in a, in a place where there are no men, stand up and be the man. So I have to stand up and be the man because you're not able to do it. But the Matunas David says something else. Matunas David says that it's not referring to Devorah. When she says it's going to come back to the hand of a woman, it's going to be actually Yael. At the end of the parak, we see that Yael is the woman who brings Sisra into her tent. She puts him to sleep and then drives a peg of the tent through his head, uh, killing him. And Mrs. Dev says, that's, what's the, 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 that's the reference. It's going to be Yael. Now, I just want to point an interesting contrast between Devorah and Yael, that Devorah is uh, said to be in, in, under the Tomer Devorah, under the, the palm tree of Devorah. She was under a palm tree. The Gemara Megillah and Dafyudal Ramad Aleph says, why was she under a palm tree? So she actually specifically chose that type of tree because it's not such a shady tree, uh, literally, but also figuratively, that she was able to be under this tree because she, she would be able to avoid yichud with men, with seclusion with other men, meaning men would come seek her counsel, seek her advice, uh, seek her Torah, seek her prophecy. And in order to avoid being secluded with the men, so she specifically chose a very open place. And if you contrast that by Yael, where is Yael's big victory? She is in an ohel. 
a tent. And throughout Chazal, we see a tent as a symbol of tznius, of modesty. You know, when, when Avraham is encountered by the Malachim and Vayera, and they ask, where is Sarah, your wife? He says, Hine Sarah behold, Sarah is in the tent, and it praises her for her for her modesty. And we see, uh, even in, in, in tomorrow's parak, we're going to see that she says, uh, blessed from the woman in the tent. Rashi over there says that the tents are, uh, the women of the tent are the Imahos, the mothers, and it praises their tzniyos, their, their modesty as well. So we see over here in this parak a contrast between Devorah and Yael, the woman who has to be in an open place because that's her job. Uh, and, she, and when she's secluded, she has to be open. When, so that's when she's meeting with with other men who are not her husband. She has to. She wants to be not secluded. And then you have the woman, uh, the the woman of the tent, Yael, who interestingly is secluded with a man, but then ends up killing him with a piece of the tent itself. And based on the Radak and the Matsudas David, and just the ambiguity in the pasuk, what is who, the hand of which woman, woman is, is the is, is the victory coming about through? Is it through Yael or is it Devorah? Is it the woman who is who is maintaining her her modesty in the tent, or the woman who, to some degree, has to breach modesty and interact with other men and be in a very open place? It's unclear, and maybe that's the point. Maybe it's really both of them, and the truth is that that both, of course, Chasu Shalom. This is not a, a, any way to degrade Devora whatsoever. She was a tremendous tzaddikus, and, and not just a tzaddikus, but she was doing everything right, even if it wasn't necessarily the high standard of modesty that's typically expected of a Jewish woman. And and perhaps, uh, and I don't have time to elaborate now, but not really what she even. I, uh, ideally wanted, but of course she did what God wanted, and that's the main thing. So uh, one one takeaway from Devora and Yael, these two heroines in our in our parak, is that first of all, always remembering the 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 center, um, being the ohel, being the tsnias, being the modesty. Of course, an obligation for men as well. And just to, to clarify further, we're not talking about. Um, any t- any type of clothing or, or anything like that. We're talking about uh, a, a mo- modesty in personality, modesty in conduct, modesty in wanting attention, modesty in a whole host of ways. Um, and that sometimes Hashem asks you to, to breach that standard of modesty that's that's typical. Of course, when you're a devorah and you're a navia, you're a prophetess, so you kind of have more of that clarity when. But not to forget about the Nashim Ba'ohel, oh, the, 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 the heroine that is Yael, that she was able to do what she needed to do right from her tent. And that Devorah, even when she was under her Tomer Devorah in her very public setting, but that was for the, for the sake of preserving her, her Tahara, her Tamimus, her purity, her wholesomeness, even in that setting. So wherever a woman finds herself on the spectrum of Devorah to Yael, or any man finds himself on a spectrum between the two extremes in, in the spectrum. If you want to call it Avraham and Yitzhak or whatever other extremes you would say, we should always be able to be grounded in what is our core and our center and be able to also branch out and step out of our comfort zone to do what Hashem wants when he wants us to do it.